0: We'll okay. Out an overthinking it podcast with with the other guys earlier you're tonight.
1: Not, you don't have the decency. Uh, so you're going to restart it, or no? Is that,
0: uh, I'm not restarting it.
1: Welcome this to this
0: these good- fucking teenagers. Jesus. And fuck you. We don't even care enough about you to stop the recording.
1: That's right. We, we go for weeks on end without releasing a podcast, and then when we do it, we don't even know which podcast we are. We're like, we're the combination of like, we're like the Don Draper of podcasting. Yeah, we, both, we, we both slander uh, and, and are emotionally distant. <laughs> it's, uh,
0: you know, I am, um, the only thing that gets me through Sunday night with the podcast recording is uh, Trader Joe's Cheap Wine, and so I am
1: uh, you're, you're, you're several glasses in at this point. This yeah. is your second podcast of the evening. Yes, as, as the British say, I am tired and emotional. <laughs> Excellent. That, this should make for wonderful overthinking. This is, the,
0: uh, this is the podcast where we subject Gossip Girl and Glee to a level of sociological and cultural studies scrutiny that they definitely deserve. We had promised... Uh that today would be an episode about glee, but uh fuck that like Don Draper we don 't care about keeping our promises. We will miss our kid's birthday party yeah, we will um so this,
1: this uh, is this is kind of a state of a a, a- a state of exception. the world of gossip girl is in a in a in a state of emergency um right. in that uh the the golden girl, the center of the world Syrian evangel Woodson, has been kidnapped right um Dun, and it, and, the, and 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 so we're also gonna the show's
0: on on hiatus, and so over Thanksgiving we can record a Glee uh, we can record a Glee episode, and I
1: we'd like to get to Glee. There's been two good uh, episodes in a row, but uh, we, we'd like to spend. A, I think we we definitely want to spend a little bit of time. Um, overthinking the masquerade ball episode of of gossip girl the second uh, ever masquerade ball episode um and and also where that puts us in the arc that's been um that's been developing over the course of this season cuz i think we have some interesting um there's both i think some interesting uh, Things to discuss on a purely narrative level Because I think there's been some revelations Some relatively subtle revelations about What's going on um, And then we're at this uh, a possible inflection Point of you know of What kind of a, a season this is and, and What this what this means for the world of Gossip yeah, what Girl kind
0: of, Yeah exactly what kind of as Aaron Sorkin used To say in the West Wing what kind of day has it been Which is one of my Which is one of my favorite uh, lines from the West Wing because sometimes in a busy day you have to Take stock at the end and, and actually Because yeah, yeah. you don't know until until you really evaluate what kind of day has it been? Okay, I'll, is this, I'll, I'll, it
1: was the kind of day where one of the protagonists gets. Uh, I mean, what, what kind of drug is, is it? Face roofies that, that Juliet um, gives, it's gives like, her you know that? what I think? I think it's like full on chloroform. Like, it's uh, she, like chloroforms her mask. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: so that she so that she passes out. Yeah, it's it's okay. uh, and the kind of the sexual connotations are so it's so date rapey. So much of of these shows uh, that we consider are so date rapey. It's kind of it's kind of creepy. But I wanna so I texted or emailed Ryan uh, right after I watched the um, the masquerade ball episode, uh, and I said. Um, what I what I said in that email because you probably don't remember. I know I'm in your your kill filter to go straight to the trap. Um,
1: I believe I believe you said that that Serena is a is more or less uh, an, an empty vessel, right? Um, and and that um, so the operative. Um, Device in this this episode is that, that we see the plot that is hatched by Juliet, uh, Jenny, Humphrey, and um, and and Vanessa uh, to to take uh, to take Serena down. Um, and part of this involves um, them uh, 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 Juliet and and Jenny impersonating Serena at the um, at the at the the masquerade ball, but also basically them. Co-opting Serena's identity, whether that's through stealing a cell phone uh, or uh, stealing the cell phone SIM card, um, accessing accessing the masquerade ball as her, um, and just more or less um, telegraphing, making people in in their world believe that Serena is doing a variety of things that she in fact or is not.
0: Okay, so here's the thing. Here's the th- I mean, because I think that there's a reason that you could do this for Serena, but you yeah, couldn't do it for exactly. Shock. Right, You couldn't pretend to be Chuck or you couldn't pretend to be Blair. But the idea that Serena being a blank slate or sort of an empty vessel is a great way to, um, is a great way to put it, as you say, because uh, into an empty vessel you can pour whatever you like. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so mm-hmm. it makes her uh, a, a very available, a highly available object of transference for people's kind of rageful fantasies about whatever the hell they happen to be thinking about at the time. Right? So um, uh, you'd think Serena being such an empty vessel, why is she... Uh, so hated. There's nothing to hate. There, you know what I mean. There's no there there. And and <laughs> you've actually, I mean, one has read in the in the trades or in the gossip rags or whatever that Blake Lively is actually kind of sick of this character because there's no there there. Right? She has no qualities. She's the woman without qualities. And um, uh, so the um, you know so uh, why hate her? The reason to hate her is because you can make her into whatever you want, and if you make her a uh, mm-hmm. just an embodiment of everything you sort of hate, um, then you then you can do it. But r- right, the the idea of identity being destabilized, the idea of the uniqueness of a person um, being destabilized through dressing like her, you know, wearing masks, um, uh, co-opting her cell phone, her sort of means of communication, and things like this. This is only possible because she is a nothing to begin with.
1: Well, this is interesting. And the flip side of this is that, um, in fact, uh, all of the men who have have competed for her for her affections throughout the season are also the flip side of that, right? So in the same way that there's um, you know nothing specific to hate, so you can uh, you know sort of transfer or project all things that you hate. In the same way. Um, you know, the, the, you know, if there's nothing to hate, there's also nothing to love, um, other than the you know pretty fa- face and and um, and 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 the general uh, physical characteristics. Um, so a lot of what you see, is, uh, you know, in this last episode, um, we've talked a lot about uh, on this on this podcast. Um, I think more in the context of of skins, but I think it also in the context of these shows of homosociality, right? Of um, of of male competition uh over a female being much more sublimation of male desire right and and so both in um male male uh, homoerotic desire male homoerotic desire that's right uh uh, so in in sort of dan and nate uh uh, in in the the reconfigured quest for serena is very much about their relationship right and their 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 bromance um and earlier on um you know various permutations of um of of nate uh i guess well i mean there was. there i guess chuck was never really involved i guess i mean you saw this earlier on with um with with chuck and nate with with blair um but in a less in in, in a slightly different way um back to you
0: uh <laughs> Well, the I mean, am I'm, I'm. You got me thinking about the homosocial aspects of um of the the female alliance to take Serena down. Okay, interesting. That is, I, I you know, I've heard theorists kind of universally theorize that the real romance of adolescence for girls is best friendship. You know, it's not mm-hmm. actually the romance with boys, and that the 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 sort of. Uh, erotic attachments um, of increasing degrees of permanence are actually a phenomenon of kind of later in a woman's life, of young adulthood uh, into adulthood. And that in adolescence, the real, I I guess we should have a woman on the podcast actually talking about this, but the real action is in the best friendships and is in the kind of shifting alliances, uh, which are so much more complicated than... Uh, than male relationships at the um, you know at the at the same time and so the um, there's a you know everyone wants to kind of marry fuck or kill Serena you know mm-hmm. and uh, Juliet does in a way Vanessa does in a way uh, Jenny does in a way and so they're bonded you know they're bonded by that and it strikes me that rather than being uh, the, the kind of the homosocial triangle is reversed or, you know, I don't know, quadrilateral or tree or kind of broom shape, if you will. Right. Rather than being, rather than the, um, the desire for a woman, as it is with men being a way for the men to get at each other, um, getting at each other among the women is a way of expressing their desire for Serena.
1: I think so. I think, I think that's interesting. I think what's very interesting about the the three part alliance that formed for this for this episode, the triumvirate or the the, tri- trium- the triumvirate yeah um, the course,
0: vir means man in, in Latin, Uh and that 's where we get virile so it 's probably right
1: uh, uh, the tri the tri the tri trigyine yep episode title right there the tri the trigyinete is interesting, and then it has this almost pseudo I mean, there's a, there's actually it's it's very much a a, a corporate entity or a or a, a small militia, right? That um, there, I, I I say this uh, thinking of one scene, kind of midway or in, in the latter half of the episode, um, where where Juliet um, really demands that Vanessa show more initiative, right? Vanessa is uh, it was t- was tasked with um, oh. Cutting um, with what, We're driving a wedge between Blair and Serena um, using uh, Anne Archibald's foundation as the as the as the wedge, um, and and she uh, Vanessa was reporting back about an unexpected ob- obstacle, and Juliet says, "Come on, Vanessa, you have to show some initiative here. Jenny's carrying you on this thing, yep. right?" Which really sounds like a you know something out of uh, uh, you know Management One Hundred One or something like that, right? Sure. That's, um, and so it's a really um so it's it's a it's a it's a really subtle kind of an uh, uh subtle kind of alliance because you know these women are not, not friends and they don't have a close bond other than this um you know this this entity that was they really are pros right it really strikes me as a um or i think i think that juliet and and jenny are and vanessa is is kind of the the interloper who doesn't really belong in this kind of world of 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 manipulation and machination
0: so the the strategy towards serena is to sort of isolate her you know what i mean is it's a kind of murder it's a kind of social murder you know where where um uh wherever she turns uh, she'll find no quarter. So there, there are several parts to it, right? Like uh, isolate her from Blair by orchestrating the revelation of Blair and Chuck's, um, uh, you know, friends with benefits situation. Uh, isolate her from uh, romantic attachments by uh, uh, using Dan and Nate, um, and isolate mm-hmm. her also from Columbia uh, by. Oh, uh, by what? By by, uh, by using the the um, the situation with the professor, the Colin right. situation.
1: Right, and, th- and what's interesting though is that this has been. The end game all along, right? This is this was Juliet's goal four or five episodes ago. Um, and and what,
0: I mean, the the part that Jenny and Vanessa didn't anticipate is that she had designs on Serena's person as well. Uh, right? You know what I mean, like uh, taking her, d- d- kidnapping her in a very date rapey kind of way
1: yeah it 's very interesting right that that um Juliet is an interesting character that you know most of these foreign bodies that are um, that are that are introduced into the the social being of of the upper east side world are usually expelled by now um and what 's interesting I- about Juliet is um maybe I've said this before, but I mean Juliet is kind of aids right she's kind of yeah. turns it turns the the, the defense sure. mechanism well she's um, an auto she's a, an autoimmune disorder exactly this is what i mean yeah exactly um and and we we've talked about this a little bit before about the ways that she uses gossip girl um against uh against serena, but I think it's it's really amaz- she's also she's she's antibiotic resistant right um she she has a certain amount of drug resistance uh and that several times she's been you know neutralized or thought to be neutralized um and and then she reconfigures you know can uh, very very keenly get a sense of shifting alliances uh shifting needs um and fit herself into that uh while uh ruthlessly pursuing the ultimate uh aim um and and so and and is and is very good uh, a very good con woman in that she's very able to very you know easily able to convince others that they're they share the same goals um i mean so did you did, i mean did, in this episode did you pick up like i think we now kind of know what i mean beyond kidnapping serena i think we, we yeah, have ben
0: is the ben is the teacher
1: isn't yeah he? exactly that's yeah. right and and they do i mean it's it's a surprising amount of subtlety for for gossip girl right because you really have to put that together i mean it's not it's not totally hidden but that uh that it's it was only it was revealed last episode that that um Juliet's brother ben was a um was a school teacher before he was imprisoned uh and then that's coupled this episode with uh the revelation that you know that Serena had had some kind of inappropriate affair with a teacher at boarding school,
0: or there had been there had been allegations of same.
1: There had or been that, allegations, yeah,
0: or that that um, there had been allegations of same, and Lily tried to cover these up, and that that Ben paid the price by going to jail. That's right. Though, right? Though, I mean, how how much you could cover it up is. I mean this is this is one of those things where you have to imagine the sort of private uh justice and justice isn't even the right word the private police power available to the gossip girl uh aristocracy because being in jail requires uh you know the justice the judicial branch of the government to do something and and that is largely a matter of public record so there Things like testimony and things like that, Um, though when it involves a minor, sometimes not so much. Um, So the amount that you could cover up, in point of fact, is is maybe a little questionable. But uh, as we've established in Gossip Girl, they have um, they have a kind of a secret police working for them.
1: Yeah, I mean, and and it could be just as much as the cover up in part had to do with. You know, reducing the amount of of press coverage given given to this, even if it is a matter of the public record. But I think we'll find. I mean, within one to two episodes, we're going to know everything that needs to be known about this. Um, I mean, I think this is the this is the question that we're at. Is you know, is this a game changer? Right. I, mean, I know that it's a little hard to do gossip girl uh, predictions, but I think. I mean, I think. At, certainly at the beginning of the season i would not have um predicted that we would uh we, we would be where we are now um and that juliet would still be with us um and, and i guess the question is 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 serena's kidnapping a another uh another I killed a guy moment uh that uh will be that, that Serena will be home safe and sound by the end of the next episode yeah. or or will this be you know or is this something that is fundamentally, you know, is now is will Serena now be uh, set up in a, you know Saw style test, right? Like uh, with Juliet being the jigsaw character, teaching Serena um, the meaning, uh, a lesson about the meaning of life, uh, and then Serena will have to like somehow horribly disfigure herself in order to uh, re-enter society or die. (laughs) (laughs) No, as you can tell, I just I recently listened to the Overthinking It podcast, in which Matthew Belinky more or less narrated the entire Saw series. (laughs) so, this is good because I, I, I don't have I don't have the stomach for Saul, so that was perfect. Um, this, um,
0: it actually you, the the torture porn film it makes me think of is the, the Alicia Cuthbert classic captivity, which of course I haven't seen, but uh, you know it's it's about what you'd expect.
1: Uh, isn't isn't Black Black Snake Moan a bit about the same thing as well, which I also have not seen.
0: <laughs> well, Black Snake No, uh, black Snake Moan is a pretty good movie and and is is worth a look. But in in that the um you know the benevolent black uh, blues guitarist uh, chains the um the white junkie girl to the radiator, so uh, scantily clad, of course, the scantily clad white junkie girl to the radiator, uh, in order to cure her of the demons uh of you know drug use and promiscuous sex that she is um uh enamored of it's it's basically an enforced um straight edge uh intervention (laughs) you know
1: right but i guess that's that's the question is is this an intervention for serena is this um you know this is the, the the design on serena's person are interesting right because in part Cutting Serena off is not just making her feel isolation. It's it's actually it's it's one step beyond that, right? There's a, a the one of the very last scenes um, is is Eric talking to Lily saying, um, "Oh, you know, dropping out of school, alienating friends and family, disappearing uh, sounds like Serena, right?" So it's not just you know that. Um, Serena is this is this vessel for everything that each character hates but also it's it's you know there's there's a very strong amount of of this is very structurally determined that Serena um that this that Serena's past predicts her future right and 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 and, and her agency was removed in you know, um in very in very forceful ways so that um such that um You know, everyone uh, that 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 all other explanations are implausible, right? It's it's like the inverse of um, it's it's that you know, or it's that the Occam's razor explanation is actually untrue, right? That like, but that the simplest explanation here is is false, um, which is interesting. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah.
0: Do you want to do you want to talk about the uh, the pissing contest between Lily and Dean Ruther a little bit?
1: Well, sounds like you do. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, the, sorry, I was reading the Wikipedia. Re- when,
1: when we fight, our uh, our listeners ultimately lose.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, not not in front of the children, right? <laughs>
1: That's what I'm saying. Listen, listeners, even even though even though Matt and I fight, we still love you all very much. (laughs) This isn't your fault.
0: (laughs) I was actually I was thinking of something before. You know, I know that one of the tenets of the straight edge movement is that if you're not now, you never were. Yes, Um, but uh, is is the uh, opposite true? If you never, if you uh, ever were not, you're not now. That is to say, can 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 can, can you can you evangelical movement is Mm -hmm. a movement that accepts converts.
1: That's an interesting question also you know and I, I don't know this if we've actually talked about this on this podcast but this uh straight edge is a identity um and and social movement with which i self identify um and it is a uh a social movement um in which i mean the the core is um is is rejecting uh, drinking, drugs, um, and and promiscuous sex, and the promiscuous sex is really the you know if there were like a annual straight edge conference, that would be the the one that was uh, this consistently on the agenda and the most contentious item. <laughs> <That> was, uh, <laughs> um, not, that's, that's, I mean, <laughs> it's
0: funny. It's funny that um, I mean by using a, a contested word like promiscuous, right, to describe the the kind of sex that is uh, rejected, yeah. um, you you kind of lock yourself into that. That well, like, right? but
1: it's interesting, but no, but that got, that got added because you know as much as you know because this was a, a a social movement that coalesced around the hardcore punk scene of the early 1980s, uh, specifically in Washington D.C., and then spread outward from from there. Um, and one well, of the I
0: thought of it, I always thought of it as Salt Lake City.
1: Well, so so Salt Lake City was a much. Um, much later, right? So, but the early, the early bands and the early scene that was, uh, that was the epicenter of this was was in DC. Uh, there was a, a band called Minor Threat that was based in DC, um, and in uh, in the song uh, "Out of Step," Minor Threat, uh, the lead singer Ian McKay, sings, "I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't fuck," um, and and then and that became like that became the core. Um, like like a rallying cry, but then this this question of you know that then required elaboration and and much deliberation is what does I do not fuck mean, right? What is the meaning of fuck? Um, and 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 um, I think there's there there are relatively few straight edgers who ascribe to I don't know if there's relatively few, but it is definitely a the most extreme. uh, interpretation of of complete celibacy is is uh, not the most popular uh, of the interpretations. <laughs> I can imagine. Um, and so, so, it, but but it, the the that that problem of definition is is still is is still tricky. Um, but what 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 made you think about about straight edge?
0: Uh, you know actually kind of serena, the idea of of taking agency away, oh well, also the fact that it just kind of come up you know if you if you 're not now, you never were uh, but the um, uh, the idea of taking agency away, I mean right like what what is being sort of uh, rejected mm-hmm. there is is the derangement of the senses right yes yeah, yeah, brought about by um, uh, brought about by the what the indiscriminate use of mind-altering substances, and um, and uh, it's a it's a different matter, isn't it, when, when it gets sort of visited on you, uh, and your agency is and your agency is taken away. Yeah I, mean, this I think be, this could be like Kill Bill right with the 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 uh it's kind of preoccupation I guess in part 2 especially with ha- you know uh, how much you can kind of take another person's agency away like how much you can control another person with like mind control and drugs and and uh you know and and things like this and I guess a lot of this uh, has yet to be um has yet to be played out, but I, you know, we've seen part of it in the in the masquerading as as Serena, which is what you were talking about a little bit.
1: I'd like to read to you uh, the so. In addition to the song uh, "Out of Step," which uh, which which uh, laid down the three part: don't drink, don't smoke, don't fuck. Uh, the the core song that artic- that. that um, that coined the phrase "straight edge" is the song "Straight Edge." It says, "I'm a ju- I'm a person just like you, but I've got better things to do than sit around and fuck my head, hang out with the living dead, snort white shit up my nose, pass out at the shows. I don't even think about speed. That's something I just don't need. I've got the straight edge agency.
0: That's the yeah. I mean, that is a, that's an interesting metaphor, isn't it?"
1: Yeah. And then the, the the couplet at the end of the second verse is always going to keep in touch, never want to use a crutch. I've got the straight edge.
0: Sure. I mean, and there's something – I mean, there's something really, I think, admirable in that because it it's very life-affirming. That is to say there's something valuable about life, uh, about the experience of living life and in – um, kind of turning your back on that intentionally by uh, by sort of altering your mind uh, through controlled substances, you um, you dishonor in a sense that that thing that is actually valuable about the about the living of life.
1: I think that's I think that's right, but I think then the question. I mean, you know, you you mentioned Salt Lake City in, conde- in conjunction with Straight Edge, and you know, part of why Salt Lake City Straight Edge is. Um, is is well known is that it it you know the combination of I, I was assuming it's the combination of this these straight edge ideas and hardcore punk culture with you know some of the idea ideology um, of of Mormonism combined to produce an extremely fundamentalist and 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 violent militant uh strain of uh, of straight edge that that involved you know smashing up bars and frat houses um and and various other kinds of militia like uh activity um that i mean that um itself i mean I, I i haven't studied this closely and don't don't know a lot of uh you know only know very very impressionistic accounts, but there's a certain kind of you know that the, the life affirmingness of the initial message is is somewhat if not subverted by this is 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 at tension with that um, and and so and, and I guess what I'm driving at uh, you know and trying to think about you know this this you know these these recurring issues of agency um and the particular loss of of serena's agency is that i mean i guess I'm wondering if 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 there's you know one way to interpret the sequence of events here uh, ending up in serena's abduction are are once again returning to this this gossip girl you know gossip girl to this place of 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 a loss of agency or right? a world with very severely constrained agency, right? right? So that so that in this kind of world, that ultimately the you know that that the 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 drinking, smoking, and fucking are almost surface level, right? That um, and I guess you know we had various levels of each of those in this episode. If we at least if we want to call you know smoking the imbibing of drugs and the you know possibly not. Uh, voluntary imbibing of of, of drugs, um, of, of you know consciousness alteration. That really the thing that's underlying all of these are the uh, are, are the social dynamics, right? Is, is is being intensely having your agency constrained um, and 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 limited by by social forces um, and social uh, con- construction of of who you are and what you are doing. And and I think why I brought up the Salt Lake City Straight Edge movement is that even in that you know, you know, in 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 rejecting a mainstream culture and um, rejecting you know crutches, other crutches were built, right? That we, you know, that in fact we are a you know a, a social animal, um, and 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 so as a result, you know, even in even in pulling away, even in affirming life, there are other drugs that are created. There are other. Um, crutches that are created that themselves create constraints and, and, uh, remove agency, even if that is in a subculture, right? Sure.
0: Well, the, uh, right. Like, um, one, one interpretation of, of drug use, uh, uh, among teenagers is that it's a kind of, it's a kind of, uh, cri de coeur, right? Against, um, an overly programmed kind of existence. I mean, I think you can take that sort of argument too far. Uh, but, um, uh, right, because it's it's a phenomenon that that certainly predates kind of postmodern institutions that seem to kind of enslave you in their oh systems of meaning and and things like this. But that it's it's a it's a way of it's it's a kind of it's a scream against the night, right? Against the kind of encroaching darkness uh, of individuality, or at least a way of of escaping. Uh, you know what? Sort of poor man's vacation. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a it's an expression of a will to escape the um, the oppression of. Uh, certain systems, and I, I mean, what better place to talk about it than than in Gossip Girl, uh, where uh, which is an essentially conservative view of mankind, right? That's right. Uh, I that mean, maybe- say, like these things, these things are, have been, and ever shall be, world without end, amen. And uh, and by things, I mean uh, these systems. Um, you know.
1: You know, maybe maybe this is you know we we said that we were going to dwell on um, on Gossip Girl. Maybe this is the time to transition back into Glee. You're right, especially uh, with
0: the, especially with the fucking because it, you know I assigned reading from contexts from the journal contexts, uh, and I wanted to. Um I wanted to, uh, you know, uh, talk about it a little bit. The, uh, the there, there are certain ironies in that um, in that article. I mean, one when they talk about, you know, uh, committed relationships in women and how uh, women feel very often uh, how hookups are often preferable or can be preferable to committed relationships because women feel controlled by men in uh, committed relationships because they um, they can't be. Uh, uh, they can't hang out with their friends anymore and their social you know their social life becomes regulated by their partner and right. know, they can't do the things they wanted to do i mean anyone who could say that with a straight face and not gesture to the fact that that you know men have a similar experience right like you won't let me i want to hang out and watch the game i want to drink beer with my buddies and you won't let me do that anymore um has has kind of i don't know has sort of lost um uh you know lost the claim to serious scholarship uh, that was pete's uh, that was fenzel 's argument anyway on the um, uh, on the overthinking podcast, uh, which we recorded earlier tonight I, I think that the article is about is about women um, and and the, I think the profound the sort of profound point about it is that uh, the the delinking of sexual activity from relationship is now complete right that is you can now imagine mm-hmm. a uh, a two dimensional um, you can now imagine a plane with two axes on it, uh, and a uh, uh, you know a two dimension, what a four box matrix um, of you know sex in relationship, sex out of relationship, no sex in relationship, no sex out of relationship, and mm. you can you can assign Glee characters to. Um, different, different, uh, squares uh, in that matrix. That is. To- and,
1: and, and, so, and where are the interesting boxes? Like, where's the action with respect to the last two well, episodes? The, yeah. Okay. So where's, where, where's the action the, happening? action?
0: the action is in two places. The action is in no sex in relationship and in sex out of relationship. Right.
1: So, uh, oh, right. I see. Yes, 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 yes. Continue. So the, um, yeah.
0: Uh, is in the the ones that you wouldn 't expect the the ones where the the um, polarity <laughs> right if you will on sex and relationship are reversed so in in the the first one it 's um
1: oh no and there 's also there 's also a fair amount of action in no sex out of relationship um, right uh, and so that that um you know because the the no sex in relationship is all of the all of the girls who won't put out, essentially, right? right? And guys, uh, and guys, it's put
0: Finn out. And Rachel, really?
1: And but then there's this interesting thing with with Mike Chang and and uh, Tina, also, right? Um, that that it does, it doesn't totally make sense, and hopefully we'll get to. Um, but then there's also the no sex out of relationship, right? Which is which is Kurt. Right, which is the two never been kissed characters, right? Um, in that episode, Kurt and and Coach Beast, um, and then and then who's in the the sex out of relationship box? This uh, is
0: Brittany and Santana. Right,
1: right, right. And,
0: uh, you know, and it's funny because they want to move into the um, uh, Brittany wants to you know go on a date with uh, with, uh, Artie. with Artie. You know, and she actually wants to move it, seems to want to move into that that sex in relationship um, uh, box.
1: Yes, and sorry, and- I, I I I was a little. I I, know, I want to stay on this, but I also just talking about Brittany and Santana. I want, can we talk just briefly about the semiotics of breadsticks? Sure, <laughs> absolutely.
0: Um, breadsticks because this is what it's the Olive Garden or it's any I, sort of chain restaurant, right? I
1: think it's, I think it's specifically the Olive Garden um, because it's, you know especially this this reference to you know they're legally forbidden uh, to to from stop bringing from, yeah, from from Britain. stop from not bringing breadsticks. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, Which is absolutely, I mean, I think that, you know, that is both a, you know, at Olive Garden, you could actually, one meal option is actually unlimited soup, salad, and breadsticks, right? I think for like $8, they will just keep, they will just continue to bring you um, soup, salad, and some combination of soup, salad, and breadsticks um, until you cannot take it anymore, which is about, about five rounds of, 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 of that of that of that cycle um, in my in my own experience um, but yeah and it's also I mean it's interesting that this is the one place to go on on dates right this is where everyone goes on on dates um, and I think it's I mean you know, sometimes a breadstick is just a breadstick, um, but not in not in this case. No, no,
0: absolutely. Go, d- d- explain, unpack that a little bit. Say what you mean by that.
1: I mean wiener. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, 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 I hope that that you weren't expecting a little more than wiener. Um, <laughs> what what did you think i meant it was it was probably way better than
0: uh no the, <laughs> that the the reference is to to freud's uh you know comment sometimes a cigar is just a cigar he was an aficionado of, of smoking cigars and someone asked him uh, uh what he mean uh, you know what this meant in psychoanalytic oh, right. terms. And, right. and Freud said, look, sometimes a cigar is, is just a cigar. The, the implication being that there are, you know, there are limits, there are appropriate limits to the application of our analytical powers. Um, but this is not one of them.
1: This is not one of them. This is, this is one where our, our powers have only begun to scratch the, the surface. <laughs> um, and and we've, only,
0: yeah. we've only begun to la- wrap our lips around the uh, two the mess and breadstick.
1: <laughs> Yes. Uh, uh, yes. Exactly. Um, I, I think that I mean it would be interesting to, to record in the world of of Glee all of the you know dyads and triads and, and 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 groups in general that go to breadsticks and and have gone to breadsticks and with what with what frequency um, because I think that there's I mean it's it's a date place. I think it's also I don't know if there we've seen family groupings there. I mean there aren't that many yeah, intact. Have. I mean didn't didn't uh Kurt Finn and the two parents uh go I I believe so, right? Um if they went out to dinner, I I guess we are were, were to believe that this is the only I guess what? This is the well, here's the
0: thing. Uh, there, there is a, there's a concept in the internal literature of Starbucks that, you know, employees are indoctrinated into, which is the idea of the third place.
1: Third place, yeah. yeah. You have
0: home, you have work, and you have a third place, which is a place that you go. And breadsticks, I think, is, is the, uh, I mean, a place that you go where you are neither bound by the obligations of family nor the economic obligations of work. Um, the, uh, you know, and I think breadsticks is a third place. It's a kind of, it's a, it's a, it's a, like adolescence, it's kind of of a liminal space between childhood and adulthood, between, um, the constraints of childhood and the kind of, uh, license, uh, to do as you will of adulthood where you can experiment with, um, uh, social roles. Right, uh, but that there are still there are still certain norms that are observed, so that it's not entirely a free for all. No,
1: I like, think that's interesting because because breadsticks is a highly ritualized space, right? It's, high, it's highly strict, structured by by repetition, right? It, it's not you, you, one doesn't get the the feeling that it's a um, that that it's a free for all, right? So that like I think what's interesting is that. that I, 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 no, but it's it's it's
0: the, it's not a free for all. But it's it's a place where sort of experimentation is allowed, so that Quinn's oh I forget the blonde guy's oh God I forget his fucking Sam, name Sam Sam thank you. So that Quinn and Sam's kind of dinner can turn into a date. You know what I mean? And that there there can be a certain amount of like relational experimentation in that. Uh, you know, in the space of breadsticks, which is not possible at school because your behavior at school is circumscribed by um, uh, all kinds of expectations and norms uh, that are uh, based on your social position.
1: That's right. That's right. Um, but I think at the same point, you, at the same time, you have to get to breadsticks, right? That getting to breadsticks is itself a... a um, Oh, I don't know. A, a, an important to act, right? So there was a um, episode. Uh, you know, the, the the central plot point a few episodes ago that that led up to um, Sam and Quinn going to Breadsticks was winning the duets competition, right? And this was like a, a you know when when Mr. Schuster announced that the prize uh, for the duets competition was. Um, um, a trip to breadsticks, right? There was considerable excitement, right? And in the episode that we just watched, um, also, you know that uh, this was where both, you know that 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 Puck and uh, and and Artie took um, Santana and Brittany on, on a double date. Um, but then uh, there's there's the, the the crucial scene about ditching and dining, and I think there's like part of the you know. I, I, you know, in addition to already signaling Artie's decency, it's also you don't ditch and dine at at the sticks, right? Because you're going to be going back there, right? Um,
0: yeah, you don't shit. It? You don't shit where you eat, quite literally.
1: <laughs> well,
0: half half literally and half metaphorically, rather
1: yeah i mean i'm I'm sure at some point in the writer's room like you know there was the idea of, of puck taking a dump right on the right on the table <laughs> right there um might 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 as well have um yeah when Brett six gave us that great scene uh in the episode that we were talking about a bit um at the 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 duet episode of of Brittany nuzzling the uh the, the 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 meatball across the uh, the table uh, across the plate right so it's also so breadsticks is also a place of of desire um, yeah I think Brittany's the first character that we that we we've seen at breadsticks alone right but the the but Artie's Artie's presence is implied in, in, in his absence yeah so really I mean so basically um, breadsticks is the the embodiment of 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 at least several of the quadrants of your 2 by 2 matrix.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah, it's a
1: and it's a place where these boundaries are re- so in some ways it's not your matrix is interesting in that it's 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 one that is very it's dynamic. Um and and these transformations in the axes and the movement on on this game board are are played out in you know both both in school but as you say you know breadsticks plays an an important central role um in this
0: yeah breadsticks actually it's at the if you imagine the the origin where the axes meet breadsticks that's actually where breadsticks is <laughs> physically located in space
1: should we talk about gwyneth
0: paltrow a little bit
1: let's definitely let's let's, let's um let's talk about gwyneth paltrow
0: um
1: th- holly ho- holly holiday
0: <laughs> uh Look, I I think that you see kind of Glee's conservatism again uh, uh, rearing its head here. Uh, As we saw in in the Rocky Horror episode, um, the idea that, you know, these kids just shouldn't be exposed to certain things, Um, it's not good for them. You know, they're formative in in their formative years. Uh, uh, Kind of was first expressed fully in that episode. And here, you know, the idea is you can't be their friend. You know what I mean? You can't gratify certain desires um, that the, uh, uh, that the teenagers have, or else you're a bad teacher.
1: Or else you end up in jail like Ben. Like
0: Ben, I was just thinking. That as I <laughs> right,
1: and that's, that I wanted to tie it together. That's why I, I hoped we would get to talk about this episode in the context of these arcs about bad teachers, bad students in Gossip Girl. There's, again, a, an in- interesting amount of resonance. Um, but right, that, that, I mean, I thought this, this is a very interesting, um... Interesting episode in that you know Gwyneth Paltrow's character, the the substitute teacher, has coped with being a bad teacher by by being their friend, right? Uh, it's basically by you know the way that she has dealt with the, the her her lack of authority is 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 by essentially buying off the students with right. with ni- with niceness and and with you know with relatability and and by never saying no. Um, and, 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 and this definitely, you know, collapses, you know, rather predictably in, in the third act, right. Um, that, that once, once, once shit hits the fan, um, you know, she, she folds pretty quickly.
0: Yeah. She doesn't Uh have, I mean, she doesn't have a, a set of strategies to deal with. Adverse circum or that is she has one strategy for dealing with adverse circumstances. She doesn't have a kind of a deep bench, as it were.
1: Right, right, right. Well, so I mean, so I guess this is the first substitute. I mean, this is the first substitute teacher that we've seen within the world of the world of Glee. Um, I mean, what is? I mean, I guess what I mean.
0: I think it's worth. I don't know. It's worth kind of uh, unpacking a little bit. You know this stuff about about substitute teachers, right?
1: Yeah, that's, that's where I, I. So, yeah. What, what are your thoughts? Well, so we talked a little bit
0: last time about academic peace workers. You know, mm-hmm. and yeah, substitute yeah. teachers are are often the um, the epitome of that. You know, they're paid a day rate at least in in school districts. That you know, being an actor, I I have experience with all kinds of peace work. Um, right, like uh, in certain school districts that I am familiar with, you. You know, get a call. At, you get a robocall at five in the morning. You show up, and uh, and you're paid a day rate for essentially for being present. You know, and and I I don't know. I, uh, ensuring that nobody kills anybody in the course of a day.
1: Well, that's, it's interesting because it's it's interesting that there the in 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 Glee there even there's even any kind of expectation that the substitute teachers are teaching anything, right? That that really. You know, my impression, my memory of substitute teachers is much more that they are a placeholder, right? That they are just making sure that, like, the, like, the desks and, like, like, you know, the, the capital material of, this, of the classroom is still there um, by the time the teacher returns. Or the, sure, the and, student, that, that, and, yeah, and
0: that is, in the absence of, of the teacher's authority to grade the students, uh, you know, students don't what, play hooky or something like that. You know what I mean? That role is taken and nothing is destroyed
1: right exactly right and, and and that students still continue to show up um right, so it's just it's it's they 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 play largely a surveillance role, so the idea that the substitute teachers are are doing any actual teaching is interesting um right. and the i mean and and the kind of extent i thought that was also something you know about. I, I, there, there's echoes of, of what I've I don't I don't know if I don't, I don't know if we've really exactly I mean I guess we've encountered this a little bit um in 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 gospel but haven't I don't know if we've articulated it as such there's also a little bit of echoes of what I in my own sort of observations you know have called the cool dad phenomenon right so that you know, the the attempt to be um, to like overly relate to the to to kids to teenagers and coming off being um extremely lame right that 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 and the, you know the ways in which youth culture evolves and what it, what is cool evolves um it evolves rapidly, and so much in in daily use that any adult, you know, would be it a teacher or parent who attempts to access that language comes off being ringing extremely false. Um, and and I, I say this in part, um, right? Like like uh, you know the the example that comes to my mind is when one of the first because this is when we see the substitute teacher. I think maybe her introduction is she's, you know, teaching Spanish with reference to um using using Lindsay Lohan as an example. Right, in Rehabilitacion. Right, and it just doesn't seem that that is is right on the, you know, the pulse of what teenagers are talking about these days. Um I mean, I could be wrong. Um you know, you know what what do I know? Um but it, I mean, what, what are your
0: thoughts? Uh, well, the, what is she set against? Right, like she's set against Will uh, and his yeah. insistence on singing Journey songs, which mm-hmm. is a little bit—it's a little bit tongue in cheek with the writers, right? Like, uh, right, you know, the, right, right, the right, right, being right. written by people of Will's generation, and the, I mean, it's—it's it's funny, like the the. I don't know. We were talking about agency before. Like, uh, a lot of mass culture is produced by giant corporations. And sure. so the extent to which kids, you know, suppose that they control it, uh, it's a little bit... Um, oh, there's a name for that. There's a name in... Uh, Neuroscience isn't isn't there for that fallacy, but it's it's a kind of oh. fallacious. It's a fallacious agency, you know. Uh, yeah. it's, an, yeah. it's an agency that is that is actually uh, really only uh, the story agency tells itself about itself, or the story the mind tells itself about mm-hmm. agency mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in the absence of of actual um, actual agency. So I mean, you know, okay. So the Glee writers are sort of acknowledging there uh, implicitly that they are of Will's generation and not of the. The generation of their high school aged uh, high school aged characters.
1: Well, and, and right, and it's and it's a response to to the fact that so many of the songs that, that are chosen are classic rock or show tunes, right? <laughs> um, and and I think that in the past few weeks, you know that there has been you know just at a level, and it'd be interesting to know a little bit about how Glee is produced and how songs are chosen because you know the Glee is a is a multimedia operation right that uh, you know is it the day after every episode the the, the songs from that episode are available on itunes yeah you can persons?
0: download them and, and pro- yeah you can download them immediately
1: and, and are they are they st- They're studio versions of the songs right um, yeah they're
0: not they're not just cut out of the thing i mean they do a um I, I can tell you from my own uh my own limited experience recording soundtracks that you record a record version and you record the version that's used in the movie or tv show
1: Right, and 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 so, I mean, it does seem that, um, and and I mean, th- th- I, uh, as far as I know, that that's a huge money maker for for the show, um, as as well. Uh, that, that these are oh, sure. I mean, maybe th- so, I,
0: a little bit for the show, absolutely. Also for sure for the artists, right? Because yeah, true. The real, the real money in in making music is not. Uh, in releasing albums, sure. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, it it can't it's be in the licensing. Yeah, it can't be in touring, but it's in licensing uh, uh, songs to uh, commercials and television shows and movies and things.
1: like Sure, that. And sure. There are, there are like
0: certain um, there are certain acts that legend like Led Zeppelin. I think you know has always refused licensing deals, or at least their ask is so high that no one is willing to pay ten million dollars to put a Led Zeppelin song into. Um, you know, into a commercial or something like that.
1: Are you, I mean, I'm sure I, I uh, there's, there's definitely some commercials that use the, that use rock and roll. The, yeah, huh. they use the Led Zeppelin song. Right. So unfortunately I was going to, you know, continue this conversation, but maybe now I'm going to Google. Maybe it's the, uh,
0: who, maybe it's the who or something like sure, that. There, there are sure. a couple of artists who are, um, who are just sure. legendarily uh, averse to licensing their songs to point, music?
1: Point taken. Yeah. Um, I, the, the point here is that in the last few weeks, there have been attempts to. Um, I mean, I guess Glee has always had a few current songs, but I think the one that struck me, you know, th- this week, um, was the the Cielo song, right? Fuck you, or they did the radio edit of of Forget You um and and the kids were all like very excited about this and I, I think it's it's telling that i mean this song is still a a you know moderately large hit and the album just came out but it, it in our rapidly evolving internet life cycle, like the the silo song is approximately so three months ago, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, that, that like yeah, that, yeah we're
0: all listening that, to the Girl Talk mashup album now, but that's a week ago, so you know that's done.
1: Yeah, too. yeah, 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 exactly. Um, so
0: hold on, let me log on to Pitchfork and tell you what I like now.
1: Oh, even if it's on Pitchfork, it's like it's old. Like it's like you, it's 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 already. Like just just now, with every second that passes, so a, a, a piece of music becomes obsolete. Um, um, more and more. Into hey, the- uh,
0: Sufjan Stevens is on the Jimmy Fallon show. I mean, he's over. <laughs> that guy's over. I don't know. The I, age I, of ads, indeed. Advertisements.
1: Oh snap. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so Did
0: I, you see I think- my tweet. Did you see my my snarky tweet? And I actually I really like that record now that I've listened through to it a couple times. But my first, I mean, it it appropriates some of the the tropes of noise rock in a uh, in a much more listener friendly way than Oh uh,
1: yes yes th- th- Sonic Sonic Middle Age yeah, yeah.
0: Sonic Middle Age. I, I debated between Sonic Middle Age or Sonic Young Adulthood, but I I, I settled on Sonic Middle Age because it was bitchier. No, and it,
1: it is. I mean. Yeah, there's there's definitely a fair amount of of midlife uh, crisis there, right? And that's why you know, um, yeah. So, so someday there will be in you know the glee of in the glee of like twenty years from now, um, or yeah, like fifteen years from now, there like the the annoying thing. Uh, that that the the teacher of our generation will be making the students sing uh, is not Journey, but will be Sufjan Stevens. It will be the Arcade Fire. Um, that out that outdated crap. Well,
0: there's that there's a public school teacher in New York, right? Who has his, his uh-huh. elementary school choir sing pop songs? But it's like you see his preoccupation, right? Because when you see you know a hundred black kids singing a Tori Amos song, the uh, you know the, like the media clusterfuck, the the culture. Um, uh, mashup is, is sort of complete, right?
1: That's true. But I mean, I think that, uh, th- I think that there will still one of their best. Well, this is PS 22 chorus, right? PS 22
0: um, chorus. yeah.
1: Um, and, Do, and, and
0: YouTube, YouTube search for them. If you've never seen yeah, it,
1: amazing, really, really amazing stuff. Um, and I, I, but I think that still their their best uh best ones are also the ones that the songs they love, like their their rendition of um oh the Jay Z and Alicia Keys song, the Empire State of Mind, right? Um, which they they absolutely blow the Glee version out of the water, sure. Um, right, but and so so you know, thinking about this integration of the up to the moment pop song, I mean, I think that you know Glee's most recent perfect storm in terms of their the the soundtrack selling is uh the the boys choir version of of teenage of katie perry's teenage dream that's right um and i, th- I think that that's interesting maybe we, we can we can you know wrap up on that um you know the, this was an episode uh that we're, we're now back to the never been kissed episode um and and you know part of the the musical lesson plan, the part of the cognitive agenda um, of that episode was, was gender switching in some way or another, right? That the right. girls were singing a boy song, um, and so, so they were doing something hard, right? So they did the mashup of well, was Living in a, Living on a Prayer and Start Me Up, and the boys did a mashup of... What uh, and Vogue and Stop in the Name of Love, right? Um, sure. But so, but the sort of centerpiece of this in episode, a, a
0: kind of uplifting. I mean, that was the that was the you know single tear trickling down the cheek thing because it was very sweet right
1: yes 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 that's right um but the, the centerpiece of the episode was the boys uh choir singing katy perry right they they kissed a boy and they liked it right <laughs> um, <laughs> um you know it, it, it was it was good and it 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 worked both you know in some ways Right, teenage dream is is, is a, an apropos is, is for is apropos for a lot of the project of Glee itself, right? That and it, it's the answer to this kind of you know. And again, it's, so we're kind of recapitulating a, a familiar theme. But it's a, it's this. There's still these answers to the kinds of loss of age, agency that is that is pervasive in in in, in Gossip Girl, um, and that this. Um, I mean, it's just interesting that the, the now I think biggest hit that's come out of um the glee world doesn't feature any of the regular cast uh it doesn't feature the vocals of uh, the lead vocals of any of the regular cast members um and and is this is this is this you know strong i don't know it's 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 a it's a strong reinterpretation of the Katy perry song which is very feminine very emphasizing um you know a certain form of desire, and this uh, turns that gender dynamic on its head, um, and turns you know this element of of assertion of of identity you know, puts that front front and center. Right.
0: Well, it, and it kind of subverts the heteronormative aspects of a lot of what Katy, Katy Perry does. Right. With, with um, I mean, Katy Perry is almost a parody of. It's almost like someone is making fun of the way men want women served up for them with the cupcakes on her boobs or, you know, things like this. Mm. Right. And and that by by making it about gay desire, right. By homosexual desire at the moment in the plot when it's happening um, Mm -hmm. with, you know, with Kurt looking at, um, you know, I don't know, Master McDreamy or I forget what his name is. Um,
1: There's something. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, is, it,
1: look, is that Blake or something like that know, Lance Blake I mean who knows the,
0: yeah. uh, exactly. uh, by making it about by making it about that you sort of subvert the you really foreground the um the the aspect of identity and and the aspect especially of sexual identity which is kind of taken a back seat in a lot of glee because um uh, uh, what? Um, identity kind of takes a uh, a backseat to the phenomenology of sexual experience um, in Glee, or as I like to put it, sweet lady kisses.
1: Sweet lady kisses indeed. <laughs> breadsticks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we should leave it there. If you want to join the conversation, you can email us at tftpodcast at overthinkingit dot com or call or text twenty fat jog zero uh, one. Except for you, Coach Beast, we like you just the way you are. Uh, you don't have to jog at all.
1: That's right. <laughs> Tough on the outside, soft and fuzzy, and filled with breadsticks on the inside. <laughs> filled
0: with breadsticks. Um, on the <laughs> God forbid we engage in fat shaming, you know, uh, that's two Oh three, two eight, five, six, four zero one. If you want to call or text fat we also, jog, <laughs> we also no, we don't want to, we don't want to contribute to anyone's body image issues. Um, you also can find us uh, on the web at www.OverthinkingIt.com. Uh, that's where you can find the show notes, and there the, you can uh, comment there and join the discussion, which we hope is lively um, every time. There, you know what? Let's
1: lively, see. lively like Blake. Oh. oh. Um, you can say, <laughs> I'm going to yeah. filibuster at the end of this podcast, <laughs> and,
0: and hopefully it is not languishing in a in a uh, you know New York City flesh pot like uh, Blake Lively at the end of the, the, um,
1: <laughs> the most tied up and, and knocked out <laughs>
0: like Alicia Cuthbert in the film Cap- Captivity. When I uh, Ryan, when I checked out earlier, I was reading the uh, the uh, Wikipedia description of the film Captivity, uh, which is reprehensible, and I certainly don't recommend you all. It is
1: it's truly reprehensible behavior. That you read Wikipedia <laughs> read, while we're doing our podcast. <laughs> <we're>, um, <laughs> it is inexcusable.
0: <laughs> so I, I want to say this: if you um, have been writing uh, re- your required reading responses, uh, and remember, out of every you know thirteen episodes of every show that we do, <laughs> we uh, we require uh, nine reading responses. Uh, you can take four weeks off. Well, why don't you post those on the um, Why don't you post those on the comments uh, on the comment thread for the uh, on the show notes uh, on overthinkingit.com. Rather than emailing it to us, because we've we've demonstrated our our, um, our contempt for our listenership and our attempts to you know alienate and confound you by never reading a damn thing that anybody writes to us.
1: Uh, the, the, the teaching fellows uh, are grading them. <laughs> yeah, <absolutely. laughs> the academic the, uh, – the the, the the academic what, what, what's Peace the Yeah, what's the politically correct term? The stewardesses. Oh, yeah, no, the the stewardesses. (laughs) The stewardesses of the mind. (laughs) The
0: the academic student employees.
1: Yes, the academic student
0: employees. You know, so-called because they're distinguished from the student employees in the dining hall who are, right, a lower class of student employee, I suppose. So, right, elitism uh, flourishes even in the populist unions, even in the United Auto Workers, which represents me as a uh, teaching assistant. Um. Yes, so you know, until then, blah 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 blah, for the blah. for the blah 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 blah. the blah
1: blah blah, blah blah blah
0: blah. Red sticks.